Uh, well, Rabbi Tzvi Gluck is with us live via telephone, founder and director of Amudim. Um, he and his staff um, fortunately are there for our community to help uh, to help teens and others who are going through very challenging situations and are considering very drastic measures. At the same time, unfortunately, he is uh, inundated, it seems, uh, at times with uh, challenging situations that have very sad endings, including a couple of which that he has posted on very recently, um, that he's posted about very recently uh, on Facebook and social media. Rabbi Tzvi Gluck, founder and director of Amudim, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Good morning, Nachum. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Uh, we will talk in a moment about the uh, incredible positive work that you're doing, and all of it is positive, but you know what I mean. Uh, but 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 again, um, uh, you're waking up today uh, to a similar uh, piece of news that you wrote about just a couple of days ago, and that is uh, uh, the tragedy when a young person in our community decides that uh, they can no longer go on. Let's put it that way. Um, uh, this is a this may sound like a strange question. It might be an even more difficult answer. But uh, how do you adjust to these type of situations when you wake up in the morning and this is the news that you discover? So. I mean, first of all, I'm human, so it's obviously very, very sad and takes a big emotional toll. But I do want to just make one statement. It's not that the young people are deciding. Most often, it's actually um, accidental and something that is not a choice. Mm. I just want to clarify that. But uh, Interesting, because obviously in our society, we, we, we I mean, pe- people here have of plenty who intentionally uh, do things, but you're saying in the majority of your uh, of the situations that you uh, are consulted on, it, uh, they are essentially accidental. Um, yeah, I mean, sadly, I, I would say most um, overdose cases that we know about are accidental. There are certain common denominators, uh, such as I'll just give you the uh, you know physiological answer is most of the time people have been sober for a certain amount of time, which means and we've spoken about this before, that their yeah. body readjusts and uh, no longer has a tolerance level to the amount of drugs and substances that they had taken before they got clean. Right. And then they have a speed bump in the road of life. Something goes wrong, whatever it may be. And they decide, you know, I just want to get high one more time. And they go back to the last dose that they remembered got them their desired high. And at this point, that becomes a fatal and deadly dose because their body can no longer tolerate what it is. And that's uh, what we've seen most of the time. Um, people listening to this wonder how prevalent these situations are. Parents who, thank God, don't have to face these situations wonder what would they, God forbid, need to do or what would they need to do if, God forbid, they were placed in a situation like this and became much more familiar with it. Is there a way to answer those questions for this audience? So, I mean, the real answer is um, there is no way to ever prepare for these situations. There's no way to, no, nobody ever can prepare for a loved one turning to uh, severe alcoholism, drugs, or substance abuse. However, there are many, many skills that people can use, such as showing empathy, showing love, showing compassion, showing support when they do find out that somebody is going through a hard time 
and then starting to get them the help that they need. The, the number one thing that we see when people first find out is they are angry at their loved ones, which doesn't help the situation. I'm not saying they shouldn't be upset, right. but the anger gets in the way. And then all too often, because of the stigma associated, where nobody wants anybody to know that one of their loved ones have a problem, they either don't reach out for help to proper channels, or they don't get them proper help, or they don't know what to do, and therefore these problems get exacerbated. So I would say is, you know, as far as preparing that it shouldn't happen, it's all about education and awareness, which... I'm going to say it, and I said it, and I'm going to say it again tonight at a speech that I'm giving about this. You know, our we have to start younger. You know, we have to start school-age children with education, obviously age-appropriate education, but with proper education about these things, the same way we teach our children safety about crossing a street and, you know, not going into someone's car they don't know or how to swim <clears throat> properly. You know, this is another... Area. I mean, Mendy Klein, all of a shalom, who uh, was the person that was the driving force behind starting Amudim, used the term magefa. And speaking to many others in the field, I mean, you know, yes, the last two weeks have been especially difficult with having six overdoses in a short amount of time. But I have to say that over the last few years, it's been one a week, sometimes more. But most people don't know about it. And then, you know, when I speak about it, people, either their reaction is they get very upset that I'm being insensitive to the families, which I'm really conscious of, and I would never want to cause pain to any family that's suffering. But I will say that from my recent posts, we have gotten many people that have reached out and said, can we get some help? So there's a certain, you know, proof to the pudding of awareness does bring about people getting the proper help that they need. Rabbi Tzvi Gluck is with us, founder of Amudim. Uh, so you mentioned uh, Mendy Klein and the word magefa, which essentially means plague. Uh, do the numbers bear it out? Uh, in, in our community, frankly, you know, one or two cases we might view as a plague for obvious reasons, and you know what I mean. But do the numbers bear it out that, that in fact, this is, this is plague-like in the way that it is uh, it, it, it is uh, infiltrating and, to an extent, dominating our community? So, you know, that's a very, very tough question. I mean, in the United States alone, uh, they just said, I was seeing last night, over 300 deaths a day because of opioid abuse. Right. Uh, you know, the firm community uh, doesn't, that I know of doesn't have people every day. But the simple answer I say is one is one too many, right. and we're far greater than one. So plague-like, you know, again, I mean, that's it's a very strong word. It's a word that we've used because, <clears throat> you know, it, it, people need to wake up and accept the reality that these things are happening and that not every, you know, I mean, every time somebody passes away, it was a heart attack, they didn't wake up, it was this, it was that. You know, there's always those stories as opposed to spelling it out, which, again, I don't blame the families. But right. I don't know. Let me tell you, if we've had within the firm community in the United States, six overdoses in less than two weeks, what would you think? Yeah. If I'm telling you that there's been one a week and sometimes more for the last three years consistently, I mean, you know, some, I mean, two years ago, I used to keep track of every single, you know, we kept a tally, and then I just stopped because it was just getting too painful. 
and, and I'm actually starting again because I think we just need to make sure people are aware. But two years ago, we had over 340 deaths in one year. I mean, that we knew about. And now, again, that's it. That's, that's from community, but not New York. You know, that was from all over. But still, these are crazy numbers. Right. When you say that, you mean including New York as well. All right, everybody. Svi Gluck is with us. Uh, we, we have to try to turn this conversation into as positive a message as possible, despite this this important and alarming news that you remind us about. Uh, you mentioned prevention, and you mentioned uh, you know showering our loved ones uh, with love, with affection, with um, with the the gestures that are necessary to let them know that we are there for them and care about them. Are there other things that you would discuss at a meeting like tonight when you would address the issue of prevention? So, you know, the issues, first of all, just to talk about the happy things, I have to say that Baruch Hashem, in less than five years, servicing, you know, close to 6,000 people, or families rather, that have needed help, you know, Baruch Hashem, myself and the staff, have seen tremendous bracha and aflaha. And we always say we look at the wins, not the losses, right. to keep us going. So I just want to read you one quick uh, message that somebody sent sure. uh, when, I, when I put out that post a few days ago. He goes, Svi, I know people are clueless. You may not remember me, but I was heading to the grave real quick. Worse than some of the worst addicts. It was 1 o'clock in the morning when I reached out for help. You showed love first, then offered help. I've now been sober for a number of years, and it's thanks to people like you that I'm in the position to give back. I have three amazing children and a beautiful wife. I know you don't need to be told that and that the dead kids are enough to keep resolve, but I want you to know that my three amazing boys will never know how indebted they are to you and Amudim, that they have a sober, loving, living, and involved father. You guys are a partner. Sorry if this is a bit much. And with that, he sent me a picture of his children. So we talk about the happy things. Baruch Hashem, we do see happiness. As far as how to address it, again, I mean, number one, we have to understand that this is the realities of the world today. And we're not going to come up with all these stories that every drug addict became an addict because of this or because of that, and it doesn't really matter. It's that when we know that somebody is struggling or suffering, and it doesn't have to just be drugs, it could be mental illness, it could be abuse, it could be anything. We need to be able to show the person love, support, and compassion so that they see that we care, so we can start getting them the right help that they need. In addition, early detection, you know, people understanding signs, symptoms, you know, behavior changes, pattern changes, you know, noticing differences that were not the norm are easy ways to catch on to things early. Not 100%, but very often. Mm -hmm. So that's extremely important. Figuring out ways to get our yeshivas and schools involved. I mean, I know that every yeshiva likes to say that there's no issues by them and there's no problems. And, you know, I made a comment two summers ago that I said that I don't know a single high school in the United States that can say to me that there's zero drugs in the high school. And I said it about from schools. And I had principals in Russia yeshivas calling me, how do you make such a blatant comment? It's not true. Well, I'm going to make that comment again right now, right here. I don't know a single high school that can look me straight in the face and say there is zero drugs in our school. I don't. Now, I know the schools may not know it, but, you know, education, talking about it, discussing it, 
something that, you know, if we can take it mainstream, people will then feel easier to respond. Um, I mean, you saw the comments on Facebook, you know, everybody just, you know, was saying, yes, the community has to change. What are they going to do? I mean, I'm going to say this straight. I've never once put out a comment or a post that said, you know, somebody passed away, support us so we can help more. I've never turned any of these into a fundraising thing. And this is not about Amuzim, and I want to make that clear. But when I see comments from people, and they're saying, yes, but what are we supposed to do when we tried doing A and B and we couldn't afford it? Or the community probably needs more community centers to help. <clears throat> or other programs. Nothing to do with us. Things that Amuzim doesn't even do. But unfortunately, from the philanthropic side, this is not an area that is very much concerned about by the people. And I hate to say it, but there's no names and highlights when people help addicts or help local organizations that deal with these issues or to, you know, assist. There's no, you know, glory in it. And unfortunately, that makes it much more difficult because this is a field that has much, you know, less funding available. So most organizations, and I speak for literally probably all, I mean, I've been dealing with Places in Lakewood and Passaic and the Five Towns and Baltimore, <clears throat> Baruch Hashem just opened up an organization, but there was the, there's a yeshiva there that's been trying to help these kids that's been struggling. And it, it's a common denominator in the whole industry that it is so difficult to be able to affect positive change when, you know, you're trying to build something by using a lemonade stand. And then you, again, I'm very happy that the DACA in our community is being given like never before to so many amazing causes, but people just don't get, they don't understand. I mean, I say ain't by it, ain't by mace. Again, I, I want to be careful, but I could say within three degrees of separation, I, I've yet to meet someone who doesn't either have a family member or a close family friend or somebody that they grew up with that will not, that they don't know about something like this. I mean, it, this is the reality today. So, you know, educating our kids at younger ages, getting our schools more involved in addressing these issues, talking about it, education. I mean, education prevention is the key. You know, at the end of the day, we can try to help as many as we can and based on whatever limited resources we have. But if we can stop this or slow it down, if I can shut down Amudim and go back to getting a job in the private sector, I'll be very happy. I got to say it straight. The are the majority. Well, majority is tough because I don't know if anybody can can keep track of the numbers. But are, are there? I assume there must be many, many, many. And I'm not limiting this to high school. I know there should be other schools also in touch with you. But I would assume there are many high school principals in in the entire community, from right to left, left to right, that are in touch with you. Is that a good assumption or not? No, it's actually usually a, a Rebbe or a teacher that says, make sure the principal doesn't find out because then they'll throw the kid out, but what can we do to help? Or Now, doesn't mean there aren't principals in touch, but I have to say the majority is that one caring Rebbe teacher, uh, you know, sports coach, you know, I've had school psychologists call me and say, I need help, but make sure nobody in the administration finds out. Wow. And that is still the running line. Wow. I mean, you know, so there's so much of this going on. Now, is it getting better? I want to be very clear. Yes, it's definitely getting better. 
but we are still light years away from where we need to be to truly be able to tackle this issue. All right, Svi Gluck is on the front lines with his uh, staff and volunteers at Amudim trying to make a big difference and trying to uh, stem the tide of what is one of the great ills of our society, and that is uh, addiction, and in so many different uh, ways and arenas and methods, uh, and it is affecting our children, everybody, as you heard her by Gluck say, just like it's affecting uh, neighborhoods and communities around the country. We are no different. You can support the work of Amudim by going to their website. They have a donate button right there at the top of the page, amudim.org. You can also uh, speak with them by telephone at 646-517-0222, 646-517-0222. I don't know if it's a private event or not. Can you tell us where you're oh, speaking? Can you tell us where yeah, you're so speaking? I tell was just going to say that. So actually, this event was scheduled you know, a month ago before this whole rash of incidents. And by the way, we welcome any community. We do not charge money for awareness events. I want to make that very clear. We don't charge money for our services, and we don't charge money for awareness events. But we are doing an event tonight uh, at 8 Chaim of Flatbush, 1649 East 13th Street, starting at 7 p.m., which will include speeches by one of our case managers, who is a case act, uh, Rabbi Moshe Frankel about warning signs and clinical process to recovery. Rabbi Yisrael Grossberg is going to speak. He's the principal of Benot Chaya Academy about education and prevention. I'm going to be speaking, and then we're going to be having a Narcan training and distribution, all for free. People can come; they get Narcan at no cost. And that's a key. That's, that's a key element in stopping uh, over, over helping those who are overdosing. Correct? Absolutely. Narcan is the. Uh, Role uh, the um, reversal agent for opioid overdoses, right. which brings people back to life, and we know of many, many that have done so. But it is tonight at seven o'clock. This event is in partnership with Congregation Eight Chaim. So, Rabbi Tzvi, Rabbi Gluck, you're telling me that any principal or teacher, anybody from any school or any parent association that contacts you, oh, now or this week, whenever. If they want to arrange something for the beginning of the school year, you are more than happy to go there for free and do an awareness event for them. Well, let me be careful. Yes, it's all for free unless we have to travel to get there. Got and at it. that point, they got to cover the cost of travel. I just want to. Well, right, right now, right now, I was thinking of our local people, but I'm saying. But yes, literally, they, all they need, all they school. need, all they need to do is call you. That's it. <laughs> they have to call the office, or they can email events at amudim.org. And we will set up, we do trainings for staff, we do trainings for teachers, we do education programs with students, all at zero cost. All right. Uh, Amudim.org, we encourage the listeners to support them. We encourage schools and other uh, organizations, appropriate organizations, to get behind these types of events and uh, let Rabbi Gluck and his staff uh, run these awareness programs. And uh, we encourage you to be in touch with them by dialing 646 517 0222 or going to the website at amudim.org. It's been a very difficult week uh, for those of you who follow uh, Rabbi Gluck and his uh, social media posts. It has been a tough week for the community, but as we've learned this morning, uh, there are many weeks like this, unfortunately. We've got to put a stop to it. Uh, Reb Tzvi Gluck, I thank you. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you very much for the opportunity and for helping us uh, spread awareness. Hashem should bless you and your family with only good things. Amen. Yashikach to you.